You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach talking New York Yankees with MLB.com's Yankees beat reporter Brian Oak. Brian, since the last time we recorded the podcast, the Yankees called up and sent down Rob Refschneider, presenting and then at least temporarily dashing uh, an interesting solution to their second base issues. Where do they stand right now as far as sorting out what they're going to do about second base between now and the end of the year? Yeah, it's funny. I was feeling really good about that. I predicted they were going to call up Rob Schneider at some point, and then I was completely surprised that they sent him back down and decided to go with Stephen Drew some more. Um, I, I think you haven't seen the last of Rob Schneider. I think four games is such a small sample size. Uh, you saw some ability there then, and that leads you to believe that the Yankees can win some games with Rob Schneider at second base. I, I think he's got a future, and you'll see him again. Um, it was really a situation where they decided they didn't want to vote somebody off the island, be it Stephen Drew or Brendan Ryan, and because they could option Ref Snyder down to the minors and then bring him back later in the year, which I assume they will do, uh, that's the way they chose to go. And, and look, it paid off. Brendan Ryan had a big hit and helped to beat the Orioles. And, you know, Stephen Drew is playing He's Stephen Drew. Uh, he's playing Stephen Drew baseball. I don't think that anybody looks at Drew and Ryan and says that is absolutely what would be at second base for game one of the American League Division Series, but We'll see. I, I think I expect Brian Cashman to be working the phones here. Um, he seems pessimistic that he's going to pull anything off, but Cash is pessimistic by nature. I, I think that he always downplays the idea. I, I can't remember one time where Cashman has ever said, yeah, I expect to get a deal done, and, and then something big did happen. So uh, he may be playing possum a little bit. I think that you look around this lineup, you, you say the obvious area where they could upgrade is second base. Uh, whether they do it internally and call back Russ Snyder or do something from outside, I think that remains to be seen. One guy that, that comes to mind, and it's a fairly daunting financial commitment, even for the New York Yankees, but i got to think it would not take much at all to land Brandon Phillips. And while Brandon Phillips is, is kind of a shadow of what he was four, five, six years ago when, when he was a, a real star player, he's still a pretty good player. He's a good defensive second baseman. Uh, he can get a hit. He can run into a little power on the bases. He's, he is certainly a, a useful player, and, and to some extent kind of what they thought maybe Stephen Drew would be. Uh, is, is he an option, or is that contract just not something they would want to take on? Well, I think that they're open to it. I, I think that there's always a communication, and Cashman can go upstairs to Hal Steinbrenner and plead his case. And you've seen that at the deadline last year. They added salary. Uh, they added a guy like Martin Prado, who was not inexpensive, and he wound up winning some games for them down the stretch and playing well. I think that if Cashman decides that he wants to go down and, and make that case for picking up Brandon Phillips, and it's something they would entertain. I, I think that they are the Yankees. They look at this division. They see it's up for grabs. I, uh, they haven't been to the playoffs in a couple years. Uh, that might be one area where they might look. I, I think that you could make a case for a guy like Ben Zobrist as well. Maybe he would come in. I, I think that there's a lot of ways that you could upgrade over the Drew, Ryan, and even Ref Snyder. I know the fans love Ref Snyder, but you've seen him for four games. I think that if you can go down the stretch and have a proven veteran guy, uh, that that's typically the way the Yankees do the, these things. And uh, look, you look at the Yankee track record. I can't remember the last time they 
went with a rookie in a pennant race, I mean, you'd have to go back to maybe Derek Jeter. I'm sure there's a more recent example than that, but uh, it's typically not the way that they go. They, they like the veteran players. They like the proven talent, the track record. So uh, Brandon Phillips, I, it's an interesting idea. And, and remember a few years ago when Yankee fans were crying out for the Yankees to get Brandon Phillips because the Reds were offering him for Brett Gardner. Um, you, you think Yankee fans are happy that deal didn't get made? And, and the Yankees did shoot that down at the time. They said Gardner is going to be a heck of a player and we're going to hold on to him, and they turned out to be right. The, the, the question to me, to some extent, is, is kind of a big-picture philosophical question. It's kind of what do the Yankees think this team is and what do they think it needs to be? Because you know, they're looking at a six-game, five-and-a-half-game lead right now. could be six-and-a-half by the end of the day. They're in pretty good shape because I don't really see – you know, I, I've been kind of honking the, the Orioles all year, but that's just not happening at this point. The year's getting late. Uh, the Blue Jays seem interested in fixing their problems but haven't been able to yet. So I guess the question is, if you're the Yankees, there is some extent to which you can continue to try to be responsible like they have done to some extent, not deal away whatever they do have in prospects, not take on uh, an ugly contract like Phillips and think, you know what, this team is maybe good enough to squeak in. That's not the way the Yankees would have done business, never mind under, under George Steinbrenner, but even, even five years ago. So I wonder, how do you see them sort of philosophically? Is this a team that thinks – you know, if we get there and take our chances and don't have to blow anything up, that's pretty great. Or do you see them as saying, look, this team's got to get better. The goal here is still to win the World Series. I, more the latter than the former. I think they, they're happy to be where they are. I think they've been pleasantly surprised by some guys, and we've talked about A-Rod and Teixeira. Um, I, I think that they don't see themselves as a perfect team. They are, they, to me, they're the, the cream of the AL East right now. Um, you wanted to make the case for Baltimore, well, Baltimore came in here, and it looks like the Yankees are going to sweep them. So I, I think that it's hard to look at any other team in this division and say, well, yeah, that's a better team than the New York Yankees. I think that they're all flawed in their own ways, and the Yankees may be the least flawed, but if there's a way you can upgrade here at the deadline or even after, uh, the Yankees have been pretty good at pulling off some waiver deals that you wouldn't have expected in years past. Uh, I, I, I like it. Um, I think that coming into the year, we probably underestimated this team. I think uh, we pegged them right around 84, 85, 86 wins, and they're going to be a little better than that. I, I really do believe that they will. Uh, I think health is a huge part of that down the stretch. But, uh, you know, if I'm the Yankees, I, I feel pretty good about where I am right now, and I, I'm thinking about playoff tickets. If they're looking at bolstering a team to try and win it all, one way it seems to me they could do that, uh, and, and, of course, uh, you know, Yankee fans and Yankee media, the talk is always anybody who's out there who's exciting is on the radar. One way they could do that, it seems to me, is bolstering that playoff starting rotation. Not that it's a weak rotation, but one more guy that you would start in a playoff series would be a pretty compelling ad. They continue to get mentioned with Johnny Cueto. Um, is, is a guy like that, uh, Cueto, Hamels, one of those kinds of guys, is that – is that a viable thought right now, or is that probably not going to happen? I would venture to say no. I'm leaning toward no on them because I feel like, as we mentioned, if there is an area where they can upgrade it, it's at second base. But I think that anything can happen here. You look at a short series, a five-game series, a seven-game series, and you say Tanaka and Pineda, if healthy, the Yankees can win with that. And they're intent on keeping CC Sabathia in the rotation. He's going to continue to get a chance. Uh, so 
do you feel good going into a series if those three are your top starters and you've also got Ivan Nova and Nate Evaldi and maybe even Adam Warren can play a role? Um, I, I feel all right with that if I'm the Yankees. I, I think that there is room for improvement. And, and the two guys you mentioned, Cueto and Hamels, that, that would be a ridiculous upgrade, I think. Uh, basically what that tells you is that CC doesn't need to take the ball in a short series. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe that is a, a deal worth making. But I think that given the fact that they're watching Pineda's innings, given the fact that Tanaka, who knows what that is. I mean, so far so good, except for the one DL stint, but could happen at any time. Um, you know, I, I, if I'm Brian Cashman, I'm, I'm making those texts, I'm making those calls, and I'm, I've got a foot in the water there. I've got uh, more than a toe dangling in the pool here to, to see if one of those studs can come the Yankees' way. So it's sort of an interesting idea you just noted. Let's put the cart way before the horse. They're not in October yet, but this idea that even in a short series, Sabathia would start, it's sort of an interesting question to me because is there a point where commitment to Sabathia, and and not his regular season rotation spot because that seems safe, but where commitment to him because of his clubhouse standing, because of his contract, whatever, maybe affects what they think about doing if you're talking about not a Cueto or a Hamels, but to name a guy, Mike Leak, somebody like that, uh, who wouldn't be a clear upgrade over him in a playoff series. I don't think I'm formulating this very well, but um, is is there some degree to which Sabathia and and that commitment to him is a challenge in looking at a guy you might add for a playoff playoff rotation? No, I see I see what you're saying, and and to me, Mike Leak is not a significant enough upgrade where I would think about giving up any of the prospects that they would have to give up, and and they've been pretty steadfast that they don't want to give up guys like. Aaron Judge or Luis Severino or Greg Bird or maybe even Ref Snyder. I think that Ref Snyder is probably the most touchable of those four that I just mentioned. But I, I, I don't see that as a clear upgrade. I think that if you get Cueto or, or Hamels and you put him in that rotation, you could sell me on that. I, I'm not sure you can sell me that Mike Leake gives you such a better chance to win in a playoff game than CC Sabathia because the strength of this team is the bullpen. You need five, maybe five and a third, five and two-third good innings out of CC, and then you just turn it over. And and, and this is coming off one of CC's best outings of the year where he outdueled King Felix and, and beat the Mariners. And I know the Mariners aren't a great hitting team, but look, he fits well. Uh, he's still got it in there. He can, he can give you a chance. And if, if you're going in October and you've got a situation where you need to ask CC to give you five good innings and, and let everybody else do the rest, and it can be up to Dillon to come in and get four or five outs, and Miller can get more than an inning, I, I take my chances with that. I, I, I would not bet against CC Sabathia coming up with a big performance in an October game. All right. Well, Brian Hope, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 